Few days are more special in this life than a wedding day. Like many of you, I've attended quite a few weddings in my day. As a pastor, I've had the privilege of officiating a few weddings. And of course, as a married person myself, I've been married to my wife, Charlotte, now for almost 14 years. And I can personally testify that there have been few days in my life, if any, that have been more special to me than our wedding day. Look at those kids up there. <laughs> Again, there are few days more special in this life than a wedding day, and this is why we so often put so many resources, so much time, so much energy, oftentimes so much money, <laughs> into making that day as special as it ought to be. I'm actually walking with a few couples at uh, West Charlotte Church right now, young couples, who are in the thick of wedding planning. And it reminds me just how much I don't actually miss the stresses that can come from the planning part. Finding the right venue, right? Finding the florist, trying to find that perfect wedding dress, making that special trip to the barbershop or the beautician, all so that we can make sure bride and groom that we look as good as we can look or as good as we can afford to look <laughs> for one another on that wedding day. And especially for that climactic moment when we stare into each other's eyes and make those sweet and heavy wedding vows. Oh, and of course, let's not forget the other person that we have to make sure that we hire the photographer, right? In order to capture those beautiful, joy-filled wedding day moments. Again, there's truly few days, if any, more special in this life than a wedding day. And so it should not be strange to us, brothers and sisters, that when God was considering what might be the, the best picture to give my people, to best capture the pure joy and the perfect pleasure and peace that we will one day experience in the presence of Jesus, when God was thinking about what might be the best picture for that, God decided that the best picture was a wedding day picture. And so this morning, I just want us to take a few moments to just gaze at our future wedding day picture as photographed for us by the Apostle John in Revelation 21, verses 1 through 5. Now, before I, I read this passage for us, I remind you that at this point in John's ministry, his faithfulness to the gospel had made him an enemy of the state. And it had landed John in exile, in exile on a small island called Patmos. And it's there from Patmos, it's there on the margins of Roman society that God gives John a revelation, a vision of hope to encourage John and through John to encourage believers throughout the ages, including us this morning, to hold on to hope in an often hope-threatening world. 
Near the end of John's revelation, John tells us that I've seen the end of time. I've peered down the dark tunnel of history and I I saw a picture there at the end. I saw a picture of the final consummation of all that our souls long for. And you know what that picture looked like? It looked like a wedding day picture. A picture of a perfected bride, the church, being brought into the venue of a perfected world of the new heavens and new earth in order to fully and finally enjoy a perfected relationship with Jesus and with one another forevermore. Hear how John puts it in Revelation 21 verses 1 through 5. John says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Now understand, John doesn't have an issue with the beach, right? He's not talking about that. The sea has symbolized all that is evil in this world. So when John says he doesn't see a sea, he's saying, I don't see any more evil in this world. And John says, then I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, right? That's the church, that's us, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, a bride beautifully dressed. I actually like the way the ESV puts it. They say a bride beautifully adorned, beautifully adorned for her husband, her husband, of course, who was none other than Jesus himself. John says in verse 3, Then I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes on that day, John says. And there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And he who was seated on the throne, Jesus said, I am making everything new, everything perfect. Then Jesus said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, we ask that you would use this future wedding day picture this morning to comfort and to challenge our hearts in the precise ways that you have already planned to do. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Again, the the picture that God gives us of the consummation of our final hope is a picture of the most perfect wedding day ever, a day when a perfected bride, the church again, is brought into the venue of a perfected world of the new heavens and new earth in order to fully and finally enjoy a perfected relationship with Jesus and with one another forever. And from the 
particular angle that John snapped his particular photograph, we see that Jesus not only plays the groom in this scene, but he's also the go-to man for all the other wedding preparations too. Jesus plays everything from wedding decorator to stylist and beautician too. Jesus says in verse five, I am making all things new. I'm going to DIY this thing myself, Jesus says, and it will be perfect. Jesus is saying that I am going to handle every necessary detail to make sure that this day and all the days that follow are perfect for me and for my bride. I'm going to make sure that, that, that nothing ever again will stand in the way of me and my bride fully and freely enjoying our relationship with one another. As a matter of fact, Jesus says in verse 4 that I'm going to wipe away every tear from their eyes. Everything in this world that has ever caused my people sadness and grief. Everything in this world that has hurt and broken my people. Everything in this world that has caused my people frustration and disappointment and trauma and fear. Every lie of the devil that's ever made my people feel insecure about my love for them and my commitment to them. Every tear that encapsulates all that mess. Jesus is saying that on the altar, on that wedding day, I'm going to pull out my heavenly hanky. and I'm going to reach out to my bride. And wipe that tear away forevermore. I myself, Jesus says, I'm making everything new. I'm making everything perfect in this world for my bride. And I'm also making everything perfect in my bride too. Again, verse 2 says that the bride, we the church, will be beautifully dressed, adorned on that day. In other words, Jesus, the great stylist and beautician, is going to perfect us too, right? On that day, we'll be physically perfected, mentally perfected, emotionally perfected, morally perfected. All the toxic gunk of sin that so easily and so often clogs and contaminates our relationship with the Lord and our relationships with one another, Jesus himself will flush out, washing it away forevermore. Again, I myself, Jesus says, I'm making all things new. I'm making everything perfect, this world and my bride on that wedding day. And all so that we can, without any interference or any barrier, enjoy our love for one another, finally and fully forevermore.
that, brothers and sisters, is indeed our future wedding day picture. And as I've gazed at this picture a a little more frequently here lately, I've been experiencing in some fresh ways how looking to that picture has fed my faith during this exceptionally challenging time in our world. And for one, it's been humbling me. Like some of you, I imagine, COVID has slowed my life down a a little bit, especially back in the spring and early summer months. And that allowed me a little more time and space to do what they call self-reflection. And self-reflection, as it often does, created for me more opportunity to become more deeply aware of my own brokenness, of my own sinful tendencies, of my own weaknesses, which in turn made me even more frustrated by the fact that I'm not actually further along the path of growth and spiritual maturity as I would have hoped I'd be by this point in my life. And along with having more space for some self-reflection, I've also had more opportunity to become more deeply aware and more deeply frustrated with just how broken this world is to become more frustrated by just how fractured and troubled and just not right so many things are in this world and particularly in our own corner of this world here in the United States. And taking this sober assessment of all these gaping holes of imperfection in my life, in the world, and, of course, in the church. And then at the same time, holding this wedding picture in my hand has caused me to realize in a deeper way, brothers and sisters, that the the perfection, the rightness, the righteousness that's captured in that picture will not be anywhere near fully experienced by us prior to that wedding day. Prior to Jesus himself walking down the aisle of heaven to set all that is crooked in this world, all that is crooked in the church, all that is crooked in my own heart, finally and perfectly straight once and for all. Again, realizing that and sitting in that fact for the past few months has humbled me. It's rightly humbled the degree of transformation, we use that language, the degree of transformation that I should anticipate to occur in my life, in the life of the church, and definitely in this world prior to that wedding day. It's humbled me. Not that it's keeping me from still praying for growth in righteousness in this life, right? 
Not that it's keeping me from remaining obedient to the Lord's command for us to work, right? With all our heart and all our mind and all our soul and all our strength towards righteousness in this life. It's not that it's keeping me from celebrating, from praising the Lord for any righteous progress that he allows in this life. It hasn't kept me from that. But looking to that wedding picture, brothers and sisters, is keeping me from the defeating discouragement that often comes from an overrealized expectation of just how right things will be before the righteous one, Jesus, appears on our wedding day. So again, the Lord has been using this wedding day picture to humble me in that, in that way. And he's also used it to solidify my hope, my confidence that that great day, that wedding day is sure to come. As Jesus himself promised in verse five of our passage saying, write this down because these words are trustworthy and true. In other words, Jesus is saying that nothing will keep that wedding day from happening and that's a promise straight from me, Jesus says. That's a check that has already been written. And you better believe that I have the funds in my account that are fully sufficient for that check. Because I put my own life savings into it. As a matter of fact, I put my own life itself into it. I put my life itself onto it. Onto the cross. This promise to be true. Jesus is saying, my body was pierced. My blood was shed to guarantee that nothing in this world, no trouble or struggle, no trauma or drama, no power of hell nor scheme of man will ever successfully stand in the way of the wedding day, surely coming on the exact day that I have planned. And with the hope of that promise staring at me through that wedding day picture, brothers and sisters, it's made me hungry, y'all. It's made my soul hunger for that promised day to come. Come, Lord Jesus, I found myself praying a lot more frequently lately. Come on, Lord, I'm ready. I got a few appointments next week, but trust me, I'll clear the schedule if you're coming. Because I'm hungry, Lord. I'm hungry to be made all the way right like I see in that picture. I'm hungry, Lord, for the world to be made all the way right like I see in that picture. I'm hungry, Lord, for the, your bride, for the church to be made all the way right like I see in that picture. I'm hungry for that day, Lord, when you will make all of my sinfulness along with all the coronaviruses and all the racial prejudices and all the political contentiousnesses of this world to be no more. I'm hungry, Lord, for that day. 
When we together as your people from every tribe, tongue, and people, and nation, and the fullness of all of our diverse skin tones, and accents, and dialects, left-leaning and right-leaning, all leaning in together around your holy throne in perfect unity, singing along with the angels, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Hungry, Lord. The mouth of my soul is watering for that day. So come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, I pray. And help me to endure these hunger pains while I wait for that day. Humility. Hope. And a holy hunger are just a few ways, brothers and sisters, that the Lord has been using this wedding day picture in my life over these past several tumultuous months to comfort me and to keep me from putting my ultimate hope in anything or anyone in this world. And I pray God will use it to do the same for you, not only this morning, but on every single morning until the morning of our wedding day. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we just want to first say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for making a bunch of sinners like us part of your beloved bride. And thank you, Lord, for giving us this picture, this picture of our coming wedding day. And Lord, you know we need your help. You know there's so much in this world right now that pulls our eyes away from that picture. So we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would keep pressing this picture of our wedding day back into our view so that we might live more faithfully today as your bride while we wait for that day with all the humility and with all the hope and with all the holy hunger that we should. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.